All right, we're good. Yep. All right, so I want to talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> hey, I'm not in the room. Hey, don't talk about him like that. God. No, I want to talk about the whole line. Let me let me show you what I'm uh, talking about. Okay. Oh, the silver play button. <laughs> the silver that was a funny story. play button. So, Sedge, I don't know how much you know uh, about what happened, but I'll, I'll break it down to you in the most accurate <laughs> depiction uh, well, that you're I can gonna possibly. tell your side of it, and then I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna tell the well, truth because that is what gonna, I do. I got the text. The I got the group text on it first. That's right. I I only tell the truth, and that is what I'm gonna do right now. Okay. <laughs> so uh, this weekend, Sedge, as you know, because we were at your house barbecuing, I opened up my home to Ben and his his wonderful uh, lady friend Jen, <laughs> uh, and together they they make. Benifer is what we like to call it. <laughs> That's right. Ben, she is, ben she and is Jennifer. She's my girlfriend. She's not just a. Well, yeah, lady friend though. She's not a girl. She's a lady. But if you say lady friend, people are like, "Oh, he's not really committed." Okay, ah. girlfriend. There's there's been a commitment made there. He's he is already trying to sidetrack the conversation because he knows the truth is coming and he feels terrible about it. <laughs> Were you scared? Don't worry, Jason. I'll I'll have I'll have something to add to that. So I opened up my home to them, you know, fed them, you know, spent my hard earned money <laughs> buying delicious food for them to eat. Um, got to bring him over to your house. He got to leave us some cool stuff. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, what, what day did you leave? Monday. Monday. Yeah. Monday morning. I'm, so I knew something was up because Monday morning I was sitting at the dining room table and I was like, oh, I wonder where Ben is. And Ben had like gone upstairs and got his bag and then he'd come back down. He was like going in and out of the house. He was just getting stuff. And he'll know what I'm talking about because I uh -huh. asked him. He walked in from the garage and I'm like, that's weird. Why was Ben out in the garage? And he was walking around like patting his jeans and stuff. And I said, hmm. you find everything you're looking for? Like, you, you good? I thought he was like out here, you know, you know pocketing festival stuff, right? And <laughs> so... He's like, yeah, I'm just uh, making sure I got oh, I was everything. Pocketing something, your sense of security. That's what I was. Wondering. Right, and so then all this time goes by, and I'm in the I'm in the uh, the the bathroom all day. Like the minute he leaves, I'm in there like busting my butt, uh, trying to get as much tile work done oh. as I can. So I saw that that text message came through, but I didn't see um, I didn't see his message. I just saw your reply because it was the most recent one, and it. And it was just like, you know, laughing face or whatever it was. And I was just like, I'll look at it later. So all this time goes by and I finally, I take a break and I finally open it up <laughs> and I see Ben sitting there with his greasy fingers all over my YouTube play button in his car. And then I'm like, what is going on? So I open up the garage door because I was out front, open up the garage door, see that it's not there. But I'm like, he didn't take it with him because Jen wasn't in the car. So he clearly didn't send the photo while she was there. So then it clicked. I'm like, I bet you that's what he was in the garage doing. So then I came out here. I was like looking through drawers. I'm going to be honest with you. I was livid. <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> but it, I, I was livid because let's just say that Ben actually did take it. And he was like, haha, this is funny. I'm going to ship it back to you. And then it doesn't make it back to me. Then I would be even more angry, right? So here's where it really gets messed up. And I didn't tell you about this, Ben. I called Nicole and I was like, 
you're never going to believe this, but Ben took the play button. It's not in the shop. I just looked through the drawers and she was this, being a... So let's, hang on, let's, let's put a pan in this really quick because I want the view or I want the listeners to understand something. This is the equivalent of the leg lamp being broken in the Christmas story. <laughs> Very true. Good analogy. That Very <laughs> good analogy. This is the level that we're at here. And I knew good. this going into it. I knew that is very how accurate. Much... Jason, you made a YouTube video specifically about that damn silver play button. I was excited. No, no, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just it's, I want it's everybody It's quite to an know. accomplishment for me. Absolutely. And you were proud of it? It's kind of like it's kind of like if Jason. From the very beginning. It's kind of like if Jason came to the house and he took my Heisman Trophy. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would You'd have to I show would, me where it is. I first. would miss. <laughs> <laughs> I would miss that. You know, God. I, yeah. So long ago, I won. Okay. That. So you. So you, you. You call Nicole. Continue. I. I called Nicole and she was being all weird and. So I told her, I was like, I'm like really kind of angry about this. Like, why would he do that? Like, that's messed up. Like, I was a little upset. And she was just like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sure it's probably there, blah, 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 blah. And of course, she texted Jen, I'm sure, right after that and getting a good laugh. Well, here's where the story gets good, right? So then, of course, Ben tells me it's behind your, your CNC computer, which it was, right? And I went out and got it and then was angry because I had to put it up because it's actually not easy to put that thing up there but because of what it's hanging on it, it looks a little askew right now yeah it probably is it's, it's definitely has all kinds of ugly fingerprints all over it fingerprints of a lesser man um but anyways so it actually worked out to my favor so at at this point of the story ben i would actually like to thank you but i did find out that it wasn't just ben's idea it was actually nicole's idea it was uh-oh, uh-oh. it was very much a mutual idea. Well, it's I like, heard that she I heard that she call, uh, took you off the cliff because you were actually going to take the dang thing. Uh oh. I heard yeah, she so was like, was, "You should probably just take a picture in your car." Well, no, it, like <laughs> I had the idea to to take it right, <laughs> and I think that and again, this is like this is like a rough draft idea. And I don't know where you're at because we thought about it like Friday night or Saturday. I was like, I should do something with this play button. Because like every time the three of us are talking, you're like, oh, the silver play button. You guys see what's behind me? I'm like, okay, look at the, oh, look at that over there. Yeah. Whoa. So I knew I knew it was staying. And, you know, I think that most people that listen to this podcast can, can identify that. You know, you're really not good friends with someone unless you know how to get under their skin. <laughs> and being that Jason accomplished. And I were the, being that Jason and I were in the military, like that's like the goal is how bad can I piss him off? Yeah. And get away with it. So, so it's it funny. was it was Nicole's idea to to keep it in the house. She's like, you should probably just hide it in the shop. I was like, Okay, that's like a better idea. That's that's less logistics that I have to worry about. Exactly. You know, I was just trying to save you money. Oh, my God. Right. So, but here's how it worked out to my favor, right? So I asked Nicole, um, I was just beat from, like, working on the, I had to, like, clean up the, the tools for the from the bathroom stuff. And I asked her, I was like, hey, can you do me a favor and go to the, the liquor store and, and get some beers? And she's like, yeah, I'll do that. Well, right next door to the liquor store is this new Mexican food joint called the Humble Taco. And 
<laughs> my wife ended up, it was taking her forever to get back. She's like, well, I have something else for you. So she ended up going there and buying me a bunch of these different tacos to try out because I never had it before. And that was her way of apologizing yeah. because nice. you took my play button. So I, ha- I, had get to have, I got to have beer and tacos that night. So in the end, it actually worked out pretty well. That's a cool name good for woman. a restaurant. Humble Taco. It is a good name. Yeah. They, good name. they were pretty good, too. They weren't bad. Yeah. I like I'm kind of a taco snob, but huh. they were pretty good. Wow. All right, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what we've got going on. And since I hogged all of that, telling my story of the horrendous kidnapping of the silver well, button. well, before we even get into that, and we should have done this at the very start. I'm Ben Marshall with Ben Marshall Designs. That's Jason Bent with Jason Bent's Woodworking, and Brian Sedgley of Sedge Tool. YouTube, Instagram, we're all there. So. That's us. That is yeah, that's us. us. That's who we are. Yeah. And this is a podcast. That's right. And the name of the podcast is called? The Green, Green. Suiters. Yep. The Green Suiters. Which we'll get into more in probably a later episode because I'm sure at some point when we start taking questions, It'll somebody's going to say, yeah, what does the Green Suiters mean? Um, but, but we, peop- we all like woodworking. Yeah. We all like yeah. woodworking. Mm-hmm. We all love to use Festool, which we're not always going to talk about Festool, but that's that is the thing that kind of brought us all together. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So we won't we won't bore everybody tonight with all the the logistics but, of no. the uh, podcast and how it came to be, because like I said, it's inevitably it's going to come up, and we'll talk about it in future stuff. So the whole reason why we're doing this, really, uh, for those of you that are listening, is Ben and I have been talking about doing a podcast for years. And it's something that we keep putting on the back burner. And then I think we've just gotten to a point now where uh, we all, me, Sedge, and Ben, we all listen to podcasts probably more than anything else. And, you know, we have these great conversations every time we talk and every time we're around each other. And, you know, when Sedge and I talk or when Ben and I talk and I was just like, you know, we we really need to be recording this. So that's just kind of what we're doing. So we're just making it an effort to start recording these things um, and bring you guys this podcast. So... It's funny how things start out kind of like, I always think an experiment, but we just wanted to start recording our conversations. And it's funny how things work out where they just grow from there. And of yeah, course, yeah. we'll take questions from you, uh, the listener, the watcher over time. We'll be uh, posting these, I think, on YouTube and also the other podcast platforms. But we, yeah. we also have an Instagram yep. account. So you can yep. ask us questions yep. there. We always read comments on YouTube. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's going to be a segment. We'll, we'll save that till later. So we'll we all have later. our channels, and you can even ask them on the Sedge Tool channel or uh, Ben Marshall Design channel or yep. Ben's Woodworking channel. And uh, yep. we'll say, hey, you guys, That's could right. you talk about this on the Green Suiters? And we're always up for suggestions and stuff like that because we know you have questions Absolutely. out there. And... Uh, you know, we all, and they could be Festool related. No worries. I, I, I know a little bit about Festool. Um, so. Just a little bit. Not, not a whole lot, though. <laughs> I probably know more than you do, Seth. Yeah. Oh, of course. I mean, Absolutely. Let's, let's be real. Yeah. They just tell you what to say, and then you're, you're <laughs> <everything, so>. Stop. <laughs> you guys don't see it, but at, at the Festool training room where Sedge does his videos, they have this big poster card in the back that has the script <laughs> that he reads from yeah yeah no teleprompters i like handwritten <laughs> block letters hey, i've 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 been on a couple of your i hope this helps uh videos and 
I'll tell you, there, there ain't there ain't much planning that goes into those things. <laughs> oh, <no>. Let's <laughs> wing it. Let's wing oh, it. Oh yeah, and you know what? Those are the best. What? Like this, like just wing it. And I I like real. I like genuine. And that's the fun part about it. It's just well, what most people don't know. You you mentioned genuine. What most people don't know is that all those sustainers behind you in your training facility are actually empty. <laughs> yeah, they're just they're full of hay and eggs. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually a chicken coop on the other side of the wall. That's where they live. Yeah, yeah. So I Google I. I Google every morning how to be a festool trainer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you see, do Ben's woodworking videos pop up? Oh, no. But ben, no. Oh, no. But Ben Marshall Design. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've learned so much true. for that. Absolutely. Just, like, all of Absolutely. his videos are festool related. They are. Facts. <laughs> yeah. So to highlight a little more like the whole festival thing, I, I think that that was probably a. <laughs> That was probably a, a big. That was Ben knows that this was a big concern of mine. We didn't want it to. The Green Suiters podcast does play on the whole festival thing a little bit, but again, we'll talk about that more later. But yeah, um, we don't want. The purpose of this podcast is not to be a, you know, preaching thing for festival. Like no. we don't want every question to be about. But we inevitably know that we will get a lot of questions about that. And mm -hmm. we will talk about it a lot. And why? It's because that's what Sedge uses in his shop. That's what Ben uses in his shop. And that's what I primarily use in my shop. So it, yeah. it's, it's bound to happen. And that's, and that's yeah, and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a part of us. I yeah. mean, if it, yeah. if we didn't want to talk about it, why would we even buy it to begin with? I mean, I mean, Sedge said it a few minutes ago, literally all of my YouTube videos on my woodworking channel are about how to use Festool. Every single one of those videos. And that's yep. and that's why I started Sedge Tool on my own personal time on the weekends with a couple of my friends. It's because in training classes, people would ask me, "Hey Sedge, how do you sharpen? Hey Sedge, what kind of chisels do you use? What kind of hand planes do you use? What kind of hand saws do you use? Hey, do you use like I just did a video on push versus pull saws? Okay, it's stuff other than Festool, but I also include Festool because I'd be a hypocrite if I wasn't using Festool in my home shop. So that's why I started Absolutely. Sedge Tool. And lo and behold, it's it's starting to, you know, grow some steam. And it's just fun because I just like to teach people stuff. And I'm using yeah. a guy in my Absolutely. in the shop. Like, I just had some with my grandson. But I also use Derek, who we call Big D. And, he does, and he's right there. And he's a business partner of mine. And he just does that as well with me. And we have Chris, who shoots the, the videos. And this, the three of us on Sunday mornings having fun. And it's just questions that I my whole life gotten on how do you do this so i'm just trying to do i'm just trying to have fun and Absolutely, i guess i yeah. just told you a little bit about myself so i don't know if we were gonna do no, that that's good it's, it's fine i needed a nap I think it's good <laughs> <laughs> you guys, oh so so <laughs> so one thing you know kind of going to the youtube thing is the two of you guys, y'all had a very similar YouTube video. They all, not y'all didn't come out at the same time, but it was last year. I think right? in a couple weeks and, of each other. Yeah, and yeah, both of y'all saw a huge uh, view count in those videos, and I don't think that it was because like of some crazy thing going on global. I think it's just the YouTube algorithm. However. It was based off of a, a big conversation, and Jason, you've been on podcasts talking about it, which is, and for the for the listeners, we're, we're going to transition to our main topic of this podcast, which is Imperial versus Metric. And 
you know, I know from my experience, there seems to be in the community this really huge divide between people that use metric and imperial. And it's almost like they fight to the death about it. Like, no, metric's better. No, imperial's better. Mm. And so let's kind of kick off this conversation of, like, where do you guys fall on this? You know, what do you typically use in your shop? Why do you use it? You know, why do you think it's beneficial to use one over the other? Or are there certain situations where you do use one and then another situation where you like to use the other? So, so I mean, either I, one of you guys can start off because both of y'all yeah. made videos about it. Let, let me let me start because of the fact that we made the videos and you made a very uh, interesting comment and said you'll be able to attest to this too. So both of the videos, yes, like we released them and I think that they were, I just did mine as like a five minute Friday and um, they mine and Sedge's both started off very slow. Is that right, Sedge? Oh, yeah. I had, so it, I had 6,000 views on it upward up to about a month ago, and now I'm at 75,000 views. Right. So Which it, is nuts. And it was, it was like 30,000 two weeks ago. Yep. Right. So, so they started rate. off they started off really slow, and then boom, it, it, it you know, blew up. And then I, I said, I think it was over your place, and uh, I was like, yeah, mine, mine uh, started to go crazy too. And then we looked at the analytics and it actually said that the majority of my views were coming from your video, which I thought was very funny. But going back to what you said about people either love it or they hate it, or it's like you're, you're all about Imperial and all about metrics. So I was getting so many comments and I still do to this day. And I'd be interested to hear about Sedge's experience with this. And you are 100% right. I mean, it is like, here's the, the Berlin Wall, right? And you're on one side or you're on the yeah, other. Absolutely. And Absolutely. It is. The, the comments that have been coming through are like, <clears throat> you know, no, it's easy to say that metric is better and this is why. And, oh, Americans are stupid for using that dumb antiquated system. And then other people are like, you know, Imperial is better. Why would I, you know, ever do anything uh, and, and use this high number as opposed to this? It's just ridiculous. And, and that's a whole other topic that I'm sure we'll get into uh, about the relation between the two and how they really don't exist. But... I, I don't know that that's that's what I've I got I've started getting so many comments and, and you guys know I'm very good about like I make it a point to respond to everybody but with this video because there was so much negative comments and so many positive comments I basically just skipped at, at one point I, I stopped answering any comments on that video at all <laughs> because they're so opinionated about oh, yeah. it um, and it's it's like you know I'm burning the the U.S. flag by doing a video and I'm saying that I you know enjoy using metric more in most situations. So Sedge, I'd, I'd be interested to see what, or to hear what your comments were like from that video. The comments were, everybody wanted to put their two cents in on it. I've answered mm -hmm. or replied to almost everyone. And it's gotten to the point where, okay, yep, that point's been made about a hundred times already, but I just always type now, metric equal, equals simple, metric equals accurate metric equals this it i always will tell people metric versus imperial i'm a metric guy right now it took me a while to convert um i think the millimeter personally and i'm opinionated on it now the millimeter is probably the best measurement in all of woodworking i can get as accurate as i was, I was just hand cutting the dovetail last couple last couple of days and I was laying it all out with uh, millimeters. It's so much easier. The division's easier. Um, I, so 
Long story short, I always tell everybody this. The board does not know you're, it's being measured in imperial or metric. Whatever Exactly. What, right. What, whatever you use is great, but I will equate it to one more thing that I've had happen to me multiple times at my day job. When I was teaching end-user classes, we used to have these week-long classes, and it would always start out where I would hand out plans or I would hand out agendas, and it was all in millimeters. And somebody, lo and behold, a pro who's a carpenter goes, oh, my God, we're not going to use metric. Oh, it gets crazy. By Wednesday, there was this one dude from Virginia who finally hey looked now. over his shoulder. He was at the Capex to his, his partner and said, you know, I'm starting to dig this metric stuff. <laughs> and I go, what'd you say? Yeah. I heard that all the way across the room. <laughs> okay, and he kind of ducked his head a little. And you know what it all boils down to? Change. People fight yep, yep. change. Okay, so Absolutely. we in the U.S., with a lar- one of the lar- we are the largest market, one of the largest consumers out there, aren't we? Okay, we have been yep. fighting this change since the 70s. Okay, I remember. Yes, I remember <laughs> the seventies. I was guys, in school. Did you guys have dinosaurs back then? Yes, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, my dad invented the wheel, and uh, <laughs> I don't even think my mother was old enough to have me. In you the guys. 70s. Okay, so let's continue before I lose my thought. This memory is shot these days, but I remember the conversion, and everybody was fighting. Everybody was fighting the change. But we should have gone to the metric. So we are the largest market. We reverted back to Imperial. But guess what? The, you know the second largest nation out there? There's two more that are still using Imperial. Miramar and Liberia or something like that. We are fighting it. Metric is the standard around the world. In my cabinet shop in Fort Lauderdale, I was using metric, but I was, computing, I was converting it to Imperial. Everything coming in, all my hardware. Everything. I was doing yeah. nothing but frameless cabinets. And I should have been using the metric system. But that's all right. Change happens over time. And when I came to work at Festool, I, of course, I had to change. And I did. But what was really easy about it was it, 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 the best example was given to me. Our CEO at the time came up to me and he goes, how's everything going after about six weeks? And I said, Fantastic. I'm just, you know, starting to get used to metric. He goes, okay, subtract 60 cents from a dollar. And I go, that's 40 cents. What's your point? And he goes, what's two quarters plus two quarters? You know, 25 cents plus 25 cents. I go, 50 cents. He goes, you're really good at metric. And I realize our whole monetary (laughs) system is intense. And if you can understand that and boil it down, and that's the way I've been teaching it now for 14 years, it's easy. The division is easy. So let's go full circle back to the comments that I was getting that you asked me, Jason. I'm very long-winded on this topic, and I apologize. But No, it's okay. It's good. The no, comments, good. I think it's the good. comments, there must have been a hundred of them that reverted back to, hey, U.S., hey, America, your monetary system's intense. You've been using it. Get used to it. And... I tell everybody, change change happens, let it happen. And once you understand metric, it's pathetically easy, especially in the cabinetry yeah, industry. 
And that's the thing. Like, there's nothing to understand. You just said it. it they work in tents. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, the money, the, the currency analogy, that is like the perfect way to explain it. You are already doing it. But yes. again, I think it, and you brought it up, Sedge, and Jason talked about it in, um, whenever he was on the podcast with, um, who was it, Jason, that you talked about Imperial? Uh, another Woodshot podcast. Yeah. Whenever he was with theirs. And, and both, and I think that's really good that you guys both have the same point. At least Jason had that same point during the podcast, which is people don't like change. It's like you, you take something, and I think, I don't know about y'all's audiences, but mine is, the majority of mine is a hobbyist. Those, that's who my audience is, uh, audience is. And when you try to tell someone that they need to change something within this little ecosystem that they absolutely love or they protect, you know, mm -hmm. that's what they do on the weekends. It's like, no, I don't want to change it because I've learned it in this specific way. And, and I'm sure that Jason will kind of go on too about it, about the, you know, why it doesn't really matter. But um, yeah, it, it really all goes back to, to change people not wanting to change or, I mean, even, even on the other side of the coin, whereas you don't have to change if you don't want right. to. Right. A hundred percent. And I, but, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I don't want it to make it sound like, you know, we're all saying people are afraid of change. The, so it's like they're dumb for not changing, but no, that, that's not no, what we're saying. No, it's just that no, I think no. that and, that's and, a, that's an important point. Try, and, and, and my, 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 my point is going to, is going to take it, <laughs> keep stepping on each other, but, yeah. um, you know, like, and, and I don't want anybody to think that we're saying that metric is superior. I don't think that any of us is trying to say that because no. you, the listener, you need to do whatever's going to work out for you in your shop. You know, however, you, you got to understand that. And this is for both sides of the, of this coin here is that ultimately, and, and Sedge brought it up at the very beginning, a piece of wood or your project, it doesn't give a crap what it's measured in, you know, because it really doesn't matter. I think what really matters is using a system that makes you the most efficient woodworker. Right. That's exactly. what that's what's really mm -hmm. important. And so for the people that are making the huge argument of, you know, oh well, America just needs to get back to metric. Like, okay, but if it didn't work, people wouldn't use it. Mm -hmm. So I but, say, yeah. okay, I say, hey, try it. You exactly. might like and that's, it. Like try and that's do, my recommendation too. Add twenty three thirty seconds and you know thirty two sixty fours. Add that really quick, everybody. And and when and the you same start thing, and you start understanding how easy it is to add, subtract, divide a board. It's that's where I was told if you use template guides with a metric diameter, uh, a metric out OD on a template guide versus with a metric diameter uh, router bit, the math to make templates is pathetically easy. I've seen people try to calculate it with, with Imperial. It, pros, it, forever it takes them to do it. You could do it in like two seconds. Well, it's funny yeah. you mentioned that because I did the, I, I wanna say it was the, it may have been the cabinet video or it was it was some video that I did and in it, oh, yeah. I did I kind that. of like a little joke. Yeah, and I asked, I'm not gonna say the name because it'll go off behind me, but I asked my uh, Amazon machine, 
<laughs> as a joke in the video, just as an example, I was like, hey, you know, what is, you know, this plus this plus this? And I was doing, you know, uh, imperial fractions. Fractions, yeah. Um, and then I said, and it, like the machine, like didn't know. It had no idea what I was, what I was asking. And then I did the same thing in imperial or in metric and I had my answer and it was super easy. And so, but the, the main thing that I got from that is again, you know, all the, the negativity out there, you know, talking about like, well, if you need to use that, you know, your, your, uh, Amazon, again, I don't want to say the name. <laughs> um, if you, if you have to use that to do your woodwork and then you probably shouldn't be woodworking. And I'm just like, you know what, you know, it's trying to make a point, but, and to go even further on that, that brings up another, uh, common trend in this uh recent video was talking about because and it said you said something that that will trigger a lot of people that are you know that just don't want to try and they don't want to do it and they they're you know non-believers but when you said the millimeter is the best measurement so one of the biggest um the the highest amount of comments that i got were all people saying well, the fact that you're using millimeters as your reference of, 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 you know, distance or size is your first problem. No one would ever uh. say that something was 2,400 millimeters. You know that there's centimeters. And, and here I'm thinking to myself like, yeah, I know that. But first of all, I'm talking about a very touchy subject, oh, which yeah. is ridiculous, right? Yeah. Um, it's like back in the day when you used to say festival, it was like you're using the F word, right? <laughs> but I'm talking about Mexican and Imperial and I'm like, you know, and this well, will, this will be, that's, <coughs> that's so stupid because <coughs> it's, you're, you're talking about the same length of the same measurement. It's just, it's just represented in two different ways. Right. But they like, make it valid. It's, it's more, it's easier for someone to understand 12 feet versus if you said 144 inches. Right. It's the same measurement. Okay. But people it's, like things simpler. It's the same they... measurement, but to be fair, let's let's look at let's look at it from their perspective. Mm -hmm. If we're talking imperial, you're probably not going to say, you know, I want that to be, you know, 72 inches. You're probably going to say I want it to be 6 feet long, right? Yeah. Um so that's the point that they're trying to make. But again, they're equating that, but the the whole purpose of me having that conversation was imagine if I'm trying to explain my perspective on why I like metric in most instances as opposed to imperial and why it has helped me be a better, more accurate woodworker and has helped my workflow. Because you talked about like whatever makes you more efficient. I'll tell you, I'm not efficient with anything math uh, when it comes to fractions. Like I'm yeah, just not. Either. Yeah. So me for me, metric makes more sense. I find it to uh -huh. be more accurate. I find it very easy. I find it easy to get my, you know, halves, my thirds, my my quarters, whatever it is. Yep. It's just super easy regardless of what the distance is. So, for, go so ahead, Ben. Are you, are you done with your point, Jason? Because I don't want to no, say I'm, I'm about to riff. Well, what I was going to say is, you know, if I would have then taken that already touchy t uh, subject, and I'm using millimeters as an example, right? I'm using millimeters as an example. If I was then to start throwing in things like centimeters and meters, mm -hmm. imagine how much more confused mm -hmm. and irritable people would be. And it's oh, like, yeah. yeah, you see, you see, even though in reality, it's no different. We have, we have inches and yeah. we have it's, it's an, feet. It's the unfamiliarity of the term. That's <laughs> right. what throws people yeah. off. And that's why they're like, oh, I, you're, you're speaking all this mumbo jumbo 
And I just don't like it because it's unfamiliar. Because they think to this understand is... it will require me to change. Yeah, or and they. To... Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go no. Go ahead, Ben. No, no. Go ahead, Seth. About... I. Uh, That's cool. It's it's a decimal point. That's the difference between a millimeter and a centimeter, and a meter and a kilometer. It's a decimal point. And if and this is the beauty of this video I did. Uh, because I read every comment. Yes, I've spent a ton of time on it, but it's really an interesting subject for me because I have understood. I've had people comment from around the world, all tons and tons of countries. And here's the thing. I had a guy who has done a TED Talk on metric. He sent me a personal email at Sedge Tool and said, thank you. That was a really great explanation. He sent me the TED Talk he did on, um, on metric. And he said, do you know all this controversy of centimeter versus millimeter versus meter? He goes, in Australia, they praise the millimeter, where in England and a lot of other places around the world that are commenting on your video, it's all in centimeters. They measure in centimeters, not millimeters. But it's 10 millimeters in a centimeter. And that's what's yeah. crazy about all this. And yes, it's caused a lot of fun comments. And I get it. And it's, I just say to people, or I mention to people, try it. You just might like it because it's for my brain. And I think you just commented on this one, Jason. It's logical for me. Yeah, that's how mine is too. Yeah. Hey, hey Sedge, how many how many millimeters is in ten centimeters? <laughs> what hundred, right? Yes. Oh. How many inches is in seven and a half feet? Yeah, now you're asking me. Seventy-eight, right? Yeah. So no, that that that's just a that's a really it's a valid point, right? Because it's one more you know, step to, to to. It's one more step, and instead of tens, it's now twelve, and then you got to you know, so it's like, it's not as easily referenceable, and I think that people just don't understand that. And when when I figured all that out, it was just much easier for me to because like uh, the little laser distance finder that I use, a Bosch yep. one. Yep. It does everything in centimeters. I don't have it set for millimeters, but if it says, you know. Uh, 39 centimeters I know it's 390 millimeters there is no it's just I just add the zero right yep. um, and so to me it just it just makes more sense but Ben you, you said you had something that you wanted to start going off yeah. on so I, I want to hear it and so you know I, I, I wanted to kind of you know for the, the listener maybe you know it doesn't matter which side of the house you're on because every, all of these arguments and even even the ones in this room you know it's it doesn't matter what you use it doesn't and that's scientifically proven whenever jason went on the uh, another woodshop podcast he he told me he said hey you know i, I just did the story recently about imperial versus metric and i think i did a couple stories about like you know hey i'm ben i'm your metric camp counselor here to instruct you or you know <laughs> right. help to yeah. ease you into the metric conversion <clears throat> process and um and so before Jason went on that podcast, because we had talked about it, I, I did research. And so for you, the listener, I'm a marketer. And so I love doing research on these kinds of things. I love understanding why people do what they do, how they think, like what their behaviors are, that kind of stuff. He's, he's a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I came across this um, scholar article about Imperial Bush's metric. And so what they did, and I forget the guy, I think it was maybe Australia. Um, 
so they they took a bunch of high schoolers um, and they separated them into two different groups. You know, one group was familiar with metric, one group is familiar with imperial. And so I forget the, the time period, but they, they taught, you know, each group the opposite measurement system that they were familiar with. And so what they found out was, and they, they, I think they wanted to measure, um, you know, their ability to change to, to, or the, I'm sorry, their ability to adopt to the, the different or the newer measurement system. And through the course of the study, there was no difference at all because each one follows its own set of fundamentals. And as long as you understand the fundamentals of how that system works, you're going to get measurement ac uh, accurate measurements. Right. And so for everyone that, that argues that that, if, that that metric is more accurate than imperial, you're wrong because it's they are equally the same if you understand the fundamentals and if you use that, that system of rules the right way. You're going to get an accurate measurement. Now, and Jason, you brought this up in uh, your podcast with another, uh, another workshop podcast, right? I said that right? Another woodshop podcast. Another woodshop podcast, I'm sorry. So, and to put a pin, if you haven't listened to their podcast, I highly encourage you to listen to it after this because they have some of the best podcast chemistry out of pretty much any podcast that I've ever listened to. So small yeah, plug okay. for <laughs> small plug guy, for those guys. That guy, my coffee's kind of lame. <laughs> Anyways, um, Jason, you told just derailed me, man. Sorry. I hope he listens to it. Um. So it, it doesn't matter what you use. And just how said said, I think that if before you sit there and knock it, you've got to try it. Because the three of us, we all agree how our brains work. Our brains work better on a decimal system. Now, you can sit there and argue that you can change a fraction to a decimal. Well, guess what? That's one more step that I have to do that I don't want to do. It right. is for my brain, the way that my brain works, my brain works best in decimals, in tenths, in hundreds, in thousands. And, you know, for those that argue about the U.S., guess what? Our entire military uses the metric system. We don't use it in weight. We use it in measurements, like distance. Um, you know, I know kilometers. I know meters. Uh, that's, that's how we communicate in the military, yeah. at least in the Army and the Marine Corps. Um, Air Force and Navy uses a different measurement unit. Well, they probably don't do much of anything. <laughs> I heard that was that, specifically, uh, that was specifically that for Patrick. Good, <laughs> yeah. I heard the Air Force is a good uh, alternative to military service. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. We love all services. Not really. <laughs> Except for the Air Force. Except the Air Force um, and, the and the Navy, which is basically... Which is basically the same as Marine. The same thing. Yeah. Hey. I'm just kidding. But anyways, but that's that's my stance, and, and I, I agree with Sedge that you got to at least try it because I know that, and we can kind of go into, you know how how we kind of were exposed to it, but you know going back to your point, Jason, about how the the nomenclature or the the units of measurement throw people off. You know, people want to be able to look at things the most simplest way possible. So Jason, whenever we were drill sergeants and even whenever I was in basic training, teaching land navigation, you know, we didn't teach recruits, hey, try to judge 500 yards because right. it's really hard to take something really small and to imagine that small measurement 
in a mass quantity. And so what we would say is, imagine five football fields. That's more easier for them to understand because, okay, I know what one football field look, looks like, but I, it's really hard for me to judge what a hundred yards looks like. And so people like, you know, depending on the scale of the object, you know, how you're saying how you said 1400 millimeters and people are like, oh my God, you know, 1400, because you're taking a very small unit of measurement and you're trying to make that amount huge. Right. You know, because you could like, just like you said, you could say 140 centimeters, you could say 1.4 meters. But unless people are familiar with what that looks like, then they're just gonna be like, oh God, I, you know, brain malfunction or brain explosion. And I'm sure that it's, it's probably the same exact experience that metric users use when they watch a YouTube video that is done in Imperial. I'm pretty sure their brain does the same thing. Yeah. I've had, well, to, I've had people comment on the videos that I've been doing because uh, I have some friends who have come over to the shop and go, man, I really like that video you did on cabinetry. Could you, like, throw some Imperial measurements in there as well? <laughs> and, and I go... And I, Again, I think it's I think it's because it's it's about familiarity. Yep. You're using you're using a language that they that they don't use regularly. Yep. And that's why it just completely throws them well, off. Well, again, that that just brings up a whole other topic. Like that that's what drives me nuts about it is the the people think that there's this direct correlation between metric and imperial and there's not. And that mm -hmm. is why people have the hardest time. Mm -hmm. And I struggle with that too, converting because you know, I can't tell you how many times I've told, somebody's asked me like, how many millimeters is in an inch? And I'm like, 25.4. And they're like, you see, that's the problem. And I'm like, no, that's not the problem. The reality of it is, th it doesn't matter. It, it, the two don't, they don't coincide with each other. One is one measurement and one is another. So the sooner you, you figure that out and you say, it doesn't make any difference that's why people always have such a hard time converting is because they're trying to equate something to another measurement. And I will tell you that for me personally, that is one of the hardest things that I have had with metric being somebody who is in a business of creating content for everybody out there, especially somebody that's trying to lean forward a little bit harder on plans, a, a problem happens, right? And that problem is if I build something, let's just say I'm building cabinets, right? So first of all, I think all cabinets should be built in metric and, and metric alone simply because the primary uh, measurements and the primary you know, cabinetry system is all based on metric, right? If you, get a, if you open up a Bloom catalog, the primary measurement is metric on everything, right? Yep. They have an alternate equivalent in the imperial side, but that's, that's where this thing comes into play. It's like it's based on the system but yet we have to have an equivalent for this. And for me as a content creator, if I'm making plans, that creates a issue for me. And where that creates an issue is I want to offer plans in both metric and imperial. Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening is if I build the plan or if I build the project, and a really good example of this is my floating nightstands, which I have sets of plans on, one in imperial and one in metric. And when I had those made, I took everything based on the measurements I wanted in metric and then to create the same plans, we have to convert yeah. that over to Imperial. And so now somebody who doesn't want anything to do with metric is looking at this Imperial uh, cut sheet. It's got these ridiculously crazy, yep. uh, you know, numbers on there, like six and, you know, 
1730 seconds for this piece. And it's like, why, why would I do that? Well, it's because it was based off uh, an imperial or a metric measurement, but the two do not mean anything. Right. And I think that only serves to, to widen that divide even more because that chart, you know, when it's showing that, I think it only gives more reason for people on both sides because they can both see it to say, yeah, that's why I don't want to do it because they think that, Oh yeah. That, that means that, that what I know, it's going to be such a drastic shift that I now have to understand this in a completely different way. So those, those conversion charts, and I'm glad that you didn't do that, Jason is for that very reason, because it, it only shows more of that difference. And, and here's another situation too. Um, when you're doing plans and you're converting from metric and you're doing one in Imperial, great example, 1730 seconds. Hand a tape measure to anybody that's not a pro, a hobbyist. Say, find 1730 seconds on that tape measure. And One, two, it, three, four, it, five, right? Six, seven, right. And that's what they're doing. Yeah. Because they, they don't do it for a living, and I'm not belittling anybody, but. I have a. I would do the same thing nowadays. I would try to find that seventeen thirty seconds, and um, are tapes in thirty seconds anymore? Some are, some aren't. It's very rarely, and Mine it's are all really it's it's really tough sometimes, and that's why I'm kind of I stay away from it now because I've had to people ask, hey, what's that? What's the measurement of that? And it, you know, it's twenty three thirty seconds. Hello. Now, in the defense yeah. of those people, <laughs> and. Um, Mike Coffey brought it up in that in that same podcast episode, Jason, where he is just so used to the fractional system that Imperial is it is faster for him to use Imperial than it is for him to sit there and try to learn metric, even though for us we understand metric as being mm-hmm. something very simple. But you know, like you said, Sedge, you know, have somebody find 17 and 30 seconds. I'm I'm pretty sure that if you were to find well if you were to find a, a tape measure that was in 30 seconds, I'm sure that someone that has been using Imperial long enough, it, it's a landmark for them. They know exactly where to find it. You yes. know what I'm saying? Because it's yeah, like yeah. a memorization thing. It's not necessarily ease of use. It's ease of memory, which enables them to use it quickly because they're, they're just used to that system. They're used to the rules and the fundamentals of how that system of measurement works. It's just- I just struggle so much trying to explain to people that, you know, and I feel like I did a decent job in my metric versus imperial discussion and why I use it on, on my YouTube channel. But like the two just don't, they have nothing to do with each other. And so if what, what I tell people, if you want to try it, right? So if you want to try, if you're somebody that's listening to this and you're and like, this is like the thing that's putting you over the edge. Cause I've gotten plenty of plenty of messages from people on Instagram and on YouTube that have said they tried it for a project or I've convinced them they're gonna try it. And then they write me back and they're like, you were totally right, this is so much easier for me. And I've had some other people to say, I, I just can't do it, I'm so used to it. But again, maybe they're really good with math and fractions and all that stuff. <laughs> but it, when they don't, it's soon, they have to let it go, right? You have to go into a project and you have to take all imperial uh, measuring devices or equivalents or ways that you would do things completely out of the equation and force yourself to do a project using nothing but metric because if you have that other thing there you're always going to relate it to the other and and the reality of it is it has nothing to do if you want to get like a frame of reference you know like okay i want this to be six feet long that's roughly what 
right? But if, let's say a client asks you to build them a seven foot dining room table and you're somebody that builds in metric and the equivalent in a seven foot dining table, and this is just a, a number, is 1800 millimeters, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say that's the equivalent. Mm-hmm. But it's not exactly dead on. 1800 millimeters is actually 72 inches <coughs> and two thirty seconds, right? Is there any difference there? Is, the is only, anybody ever gonna notice that? The only argument that I would have with that, Jason, is that you do have to be careful with that because, you know, like as soon as you started saying that, I started thinking about the width of a doorway. That measurement is very important. You know, like if you're if you have to get this piece of furniture into a house or whatever the the, the restrictions are, you do want to be accurate in that in that measurement. But I understand what you're saying. It's it's more of an overall or a general way of looking at it. Right. Well, that's that's just a, a valuable piece of information that you need to have for a project, right? Yeah. Yeah. A client's not gonna a client's not gonna communicate to you in metric and in the United States. It's just not gonna happen. Maybe if I went over to build something for Sedge. <laughs> right, like yeah. the uh, the the little cutout bench that you're supposed to be that your wife keeps asking you to make. Um, <laughs> That's gonna be in metric, baby. Yeah, but like, let's just say I came over there. Maybe he would talk to me about it in metric, you know. And yeah. but in reality, it's just not gonna happen. However, you know, I can I can take it. Whatever. If somebody says they want to do something now, here here's the other flip side of it that we have not covered. This there are times where it doesn't matter, and what I mean by that is if a client says they want a 72 inch table, that you're not looking for dead on accuracy to where millimeters might be easier for you. Just reference the 72 inches and cut the damn board. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Now my my counter to that would be Jason. And and I think Jason, you're you're a little bit more on the fence of this than me and Sag just because of what we have in our shops. But Jason, do you think that if you were to try the other way of, of measuring, right? Let's, let's say that, that you, you're all about Imperial. Okay. In your shop right now, how hard would it be for with the tools that you have and the, the measuring systems that are on those tools, how hard would it be for you to switch to metric? I'm so glad you asked that question. It would make zero difference. So for me and Sedge, right? The only tool that I have in my shop that is that has metric is the TS-75. That's it. Every other tool in my shop is 100% metric that has that kind of measuring device. And I will tell you, you know, and I'm talking about tape measures and everything. If everything I had already existed on one uh, system, it would make it that much harder for me to, to see the point of switching over or or like trying it because not only am I having to change the way that I think or, you know, use a completely different system. Now I'm having to convert the tools that I'm using with, with, you know, whatever system I'm trying, because I see the same thing in the festival owners group where guys are and gals are the printing out said, what's the name of the, of the, um, the, I think it's the plunge or the the fence height that's on the domino, the little black block piece. Yeah, it's got the, like the, little the gauge, steps, the depth gauge block. Yeah, the depth gauge block. There are people that are that are 3D printing imperial versions of that and installing it on there. Because and and their point is is that everything else I have in my shop is already imperial. I have this one metric thing, and it's it it kind of and I think the problem is that it, it interrupts their workflow. And so, 
you know, that was that was a an interesting thought that I just had just now is so, because it's easier for me to use metric because everything in my shop is already metric. Like I bought well, it to be metric. Here, here's here's how I'm gonna counter that, right? That's one of the most common things that I get and people always ask me specifically about the woodpecker's tools, right? Well, if you're doing metric, how hard have you, you know, how hard has it been for you to, to do the conversion? Like are all of your tools metric? And I'm like, no, but here's the reality. Every single tool, every single power tool in my shop, and I would argue that almost any of the major tool brands, they are gonna come with dual scales. My mm -hmm. saw stop has metric and imperial. My drill press, my bandsaw, my drum sander, everything has both scales. I have tape measures that are metric and imperial. I have tape measures that are just metric. Uh, I have all of my woodpecker's tools. Every one of them is imperial, except for one, and it's the TS-12 square. Now, my caveat to that is I never use any of my woodpecker's tools to get accurate measurements with the exception of my Polini rulers, which are both imperial and metric, right? So they're, they're used to draw straight lines. They're used to reference 90, 45. Um, you know, people get so wrapped around the axle about that stuff and going, you know, metric to imperial, I think that's a different discussion because we're talking about like using metric versus imperial. Um, but then the whole conversation, I, I know Sedge wants to, to say something about this, is people 3D printing uh, a conversion where it says three quarter inch versus whatever. Well, guess what? That 3D scale or that, that 3D printed scale that they did is now inaccurate, right? Because that is set up to be for metric measurements and common nominal thicknesses on plywood and to reference center on those things. So by 3D yeah. printing something that gives the, the closest equivalent, it is now no longer uh, accurate to the machine, but it's just easier for them three to quarters visualize. three is not really three quarters. Right. Yeah. Like three quarter inch plywood. It's 18 millimeters. Yeah. You know? Or 19 30 so, seconds. Right. And so now people are doing that. They're like three quarters of an inch. This is going to center me. No, it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not... That's not necessarily going to center you. You just want that quick equivalent. So I, I do understand that. But again, people just get so wrapped around the axle. But I do understand your point. Like if everything I own is Imperial and I've invested all this money and I do use these tools for this, I can see where that would be an issue. And I completely appreciate that perspective. But the reality of it is just about any tool you buy from any major tool brand, everything is going to come with a dual scale. And like for the track saw, all of my festival, my track saws, every single track saw I have is all imperial. That doesn't bother me. I just go to three quarters of an inch and, and plunge. If I need to be super accurate, I take my time to set it up to ensure that it's barely cutting through. And I can do that because it has a micro adjust. So I don't need to know exactly how many millimeters, you know, it is. And, and I might get one sheet apply with it's 19 mil versus 18 and one that's 19 and a half and 18 yeah. and a half. And, you know, there's a difference between everything. So... I think this brings up a whole nother conversation that I think we need to, to talk about on another podcast. And that is, you know, this constant need for like chasing this perfection. So I want to kind of set oh, that up because that one. that's definitely going to be a, a, a topic hmm. uh, that I want to talk about. Maybe we'll talk about in the next one, but um, talking about that just made me think of it, but you make a very, very valid argument and I can understand, but in reality, most things are going to have dual scales and 
at the end of the day, if you need to set up your tools on a project just to try metric out using a tape measure that has both imperial and metric, then that's what you do. Hey, you know what I mean? So, so said, did you have did you have a point to drive on this? Because I think I'm. I'm we, just gonna close this. Yeah, I'm gonna. I wanna just say this. I right today I was working on um, uh, a program that I'm doing Friday. Uh, you guys know it as Fest Tool Live, and I'm cutting crown on the Capex. Do you know uh, any trim carpenters here in the U.S. that uh, measure crown and their walls in metric? So as I was setting it up, I was setting up my jig, uh, and I wanted to talk about you know the run and the rise of crown, and I'm measuring it out for me, and it's 65 millimeters, the run that I have to rip a piece of wood to set up my crown stops, the way I like to do it and the way I was taught. And I'm thinking, oh yeah, that's gonna be really cool. Am I really gonna get through to the people I need to get through to? Because I'm a, a teacher of you know Festool during the day. No, I have to convert that to Imperial because I'm considering my audience. Which is, which yeah, is, which very, is where your market's at. Very, very important. So I, uh, yeah. you know, it's like I, I did a tapered column last week and I measured it out in um, metric. And I went from uh, 250 at the base to 150 at the top. You know, it was easy for me to do the layout, but I was thinking about it. I wonder how many people really got that on that audience, you know? Right. So I, I, I've, I've often considered what people have told me on my Sedge Tool uh, platform. And I do, you know, because we are teaching people, you know, creating content, but also, you know, the teaching people and maybe as I'm listening to this conversation we're having right now, you remember I told you guys we ta I take something out of all our conversations? Maybe I'm understanding that if I can show some more how easy metric is, but also considering those people who are still you know, in the Imperial, maybe I can show them how easy it is in an, in I, an easy I, way. I think... I think Easy, though, is a relative term because if you tell that to someone that has been using Imperial for the last 40 years, it's already easy for them. You know what I'm saying? And so, but, but those are really great points, you know, Sedge, and, and especially, you know, for, for anyone listening to this that doesn't live in an, an Imperial nation, um, that doesn't live in America, like Sedge has to convert it because that's what his market is. His market is the U.S. He works for Festool USA, and so if he doesn't, if he doesn't speak in terms that are familiar with with his his targeted audience, then he, he's going to miss the mark on those videos, which are all incredibly helpful. And, yeah. you know, I, I think it's it's really hard for us to have an unbiased conversation about it because all three of us like we all love the metric system. Yep, and so. To try to bring this conversation to a head, um, you know, I, I think that we each need to kind of give, you know, this this is what's going to be put on our gravestones about metric versus imperial. You know, what what would you have to say with with this this uh, this veracity that we kind of see in the community of people that say, you know, metrics better, imperial you suck, or vice versa, imperial you're the devil, metric is the way to go. Because I don't want us to have that 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 connotation about us. Because I don't think that any of us feel that way. 
No. You know, it's just no. for us, metric is what works for us. Yep. You know, and I don't want people to think that we're we're trying to press metric on no, everybody because no. I'm a, we're we're not we're not, and so that's why I wanted to have this this kind of our closing remarks on it. So, Jason, what what do you have to say about this whole metric versus imperial war that we've got going on? Well, so really, just two things. One is, you know, I would just urge anybody that's that's interested in trying it. Give it a shot and see how it goes. Uh, see how you know your project turns out. See how you like it. But you know, at the end of the day, it's completely based on your personal, you know, situation. For me, you know, growing up, I graduated high school like barely passing algebra one two, and math is just something that I've never, never been good at. And to me and my workflow, I find it easier. Um, and the other thing that I want to make very clear is that I. I use metric highly, um, I would say primarily for sure in my shop, but there are still times where I definitely still reference and use uh, Imperial. And a really good example of that is my entire miter saw station that's behind me. I, I built the entire thing using nothing but Imperial measurements because I knew I had plans in mind for it. And I was able to adapt and, and do it just fine because I can switch between the two. Um, and just the way that I might build something might be a little bit different. You know, if I'm gonna build a cabinet, I prefer to build it in metric simply because of the 32 millimeter uh, system, right? Uh, and the hardware is all in metric. If I am gonna build a dining room table, it's a pretty simple build. Imperial may be a much easier, faster way for me to go because I'm not worrying about fractions and everything else. It's all whole numbers. And so that's where it really boils down. And the reason I would like to use Imperial in a situation where it's all whole numbers is because it's very similar to metric because I'm using whole numbers. Um, and then the, the only other thing that I wanted to say is, and I think this is actually another really good topic for another show, is this whole conversation and the whole idea between, between metric and Imperial and the, the disdain uh, on both sides of the fence for it is very similar to the discussion of, you know, people's blinders to, I could do that too if I had that tool, right? If I had that tool, I could also do that. And it's just this, it's just this mm. thought and this feeling that is so ingrained in people's minds that they're so against taking the time to actually step back and look at the information that's being presented to them and the content that's being presented to them. And instead they just want to, Say, well, I could do that too if I had that stuff. Well, I, yeah, you know, metric is dumb and, and because we're in America and, and I use Imperial, right? It's the same argument. And, and I, again, I think that would actually be another really good topic to discuss on another show because I know we all have very strong opinions about that one. But I'll, I'll go ahead and cut it there. So, Sedge, what about you? Uh, just a quick wrap. Don't fight change. I mean, change is inevitable in life. Um, try it. Try it metric. Do a build a project in metric. Just or just cut some boards in metric and divide them. And just kind of keep an open mind in life about about this. And that's how I'm going to wrap it because I, I I mean you said something earlier about some guys have been using it for 40 years. Guess what? I used Imperial for most of my life, and that's I don't want to say you know that's about 40 years. Yeah, I was using it as you know since a kid, and I'll tell you right now, I changed, and I just find it easier. 
it, it by the way it took me a, it took me time I was still measuring larger distances you know longer runs in in Imperial and converting it to metric and now I, I measure my my stabila laser measure is all in uh, meters and centimeters and I just I but love you it. used you guys used uh, Imperial primarily during the Revolutionary War correct I <laughs> stop <laughs> you guys may use how did the velociraptors you got to stick it to England, did they, you know did the velociraptors were they gun shy did they yeah, run at the, yeah. at the sound of a musket <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh my god you guys make me laugh okay what, what about what about you ben <laughs> yeah okay so so for for our our um our well-deserving listeners okay I, I will depart you with this advice if you are new to woodworking and the fractional system that the Imperial uh, unit of measure uses is giving you a headache. It's causing you to, to make continuous errors. I would encourage you to use or to try the metric system because I know that, that once I kind of started using the metric system, my, my errors in oh, regards to computing um, two different measurements went away. Now, I still mess up, I still mismeasure things. However, that using for me to switch from Imperial to metric, because I grew up on Imperial, you know, America was literally built on Imperial. All of our houses are built with Imperial in mind. All of our buildings, all of our roads, everything is Imperial. And so if, if that fractional based system is, is kicking your butt, like it kicked my butt, like every time I had to figure out two different pieces of, of uh, you know, whatever it was that I was building and they were in fractions, it's like, okay, crap. Okay, now I've got to make a common denominator. I've got to do this. Like, even even if that process is, you know, it, it follows its own rules and it's totally capable of, of, you know, figuring that out, at the end of the day, it's more time. And as a hobbyist, you know, I'm a full-time college student. I'm also a single parent. I don't have a lot of time. And so for me using metric saved me time. And, and I think that that's something that, that the, our audience is gonna hear a lot from me. A lot of my decisions are based around, can it save me time? Yeah. Because that's really all that, that my decisions are based around. Will it save me time? So, hmm. you know, I, I, if whatever system you're using right now, whether that's metric or imperial, if it works for you, mazel tov keep using it you know i just i'm going to again encourage you to not participate in this argument of this is better than that that's better than this that's like arguing which is better uh which is a better language japanese or english like they both communicate the same things right really you know a japanese man that's can a still tell point. his his wife that he loves her in his own language just how an american man or an english-speaking man can tell his wife that he loves her the, the the end result is still the same. Just how it's delivered is different. Uh, so never I never thought about that. Hey, That's you actually... want to know something? You wow. want to know something? Mind blown. You want to know, so, know something? That was worth me doing the podcast. That was my <laughs> gem, dude. Thank you. That was wow, awesome. That makes, that makes me feel I, terrible. By the way, that's I'm gonna <laughs> use that. I'm gonna use that analogy. Yeah, you should. That, that is fantastic. See, that's a perfect example of why I love podcasts so much. Because yeah. 
seriously, I could listen to a whole hour long conversation and really get nothing out of it. But that right there is such a simple way to put it yeah. that I never thought about before. That is wow. just like mind blowingly clear. You know, and what just I mean? so everyone knows, Jason says this exact same thing every conversation we have. That's I'm not, not trying true. to toot my own horn. That's but. not true. That's no, actually, actually, you, that is the most mind blowing thing you've ever said. In Jason front of me 2000, Ben one. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I want, I want to like, let's close it out on that because that was like, that was a, good, man. Whoa. You know what I mean? That so I'll go good. ahead and close this out. So uh, basically for everybody that's listening, this is the green suitors podcast. Uh, we hope to do tons of different episodes. Um, we're gonna just going to start our podcast off. I know a lot of podcasts get into like episode 15 and then they're like, Wait, you're not oh, going to end it, are you? No. The, okay, the podcast we're... today, yes. No, we still got to do your comments. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you've now entered the bonus podcast. <laughs> the ending. I'm only going to do of one. a little segment called Everyone Hates Jason. <laughs> yeah, no. Hey, that's a no, good not one. Everyone Hates Jason. That's I, a I good like that. One. But I would do, uh, you know, the what, what do we section, say? The, Jason the, the, reads comments and we need to get like a segment, segment title pending. Oh, I like I should, everyone hates I should, Jason. I should close it out by doing a metric and Imperial one instead, but, um, so let, I, let's, I, hang on, <laughs> hang on, hang on. Let me explain Tell, this because, yes, because I'm do. the one that found it humorous. Okay. So everyone, Jason and I have been buddies for like five years now. And, and, you know, best buds at this point, Jason and I started out our YouTube journeys at the same time. I, I put mine on high edits for about two years. However, we both started at the exact same time, like within a week of each other, or we, we uploaded our first videos within a week of each other. And I would say it, it wasn't until Jason hit around a thousand subs on YouTube that he really started to, to get a full brunt or taste of what the internet had to offer. And I will, I will preface this by saying that, that there are a lot of people that don't understand the context of what they write and how it's perceived by other people. So we're going to preface it by saying that some people may have been well-attentioned whenever they post comments on YouTube. However, there's only so much like interpolation that you can do to try to figure out if they meant well or not. And the, the comments that we're about to listen Jason read is something that he has done the entire time that I've known him on YouTube. And every time he would read these comments, not only would I find them incredibly humorous, but, <laughs> but how agnostic he became when reading them is what I found <laughs> even funnier. And so this is why we were gonna have this segment Jason will, will di dig through his weekly comments, pick the ones that piss him off the most. Now, we don't want to do it to encourage others to just yeah. say mean things. Just <laughs> to say mean things. Yeah, that's going to be the other side of this. Yes. Is now everyone's going to be like, oh, I'm going to leave the, This is coming from the deep, dark web of the internet. These are, these are the select specimens of the YouTube community that just, they're, they're not helpful at all. So but should I should I read one Jason. or should I read two? Because I have two good ones that I could read. Read both of them. Let's let's let, right. let's do one because we're already at an hour and eleven minutes. Who cares? Oh, wow. 
Let's read both. Okay. It'll only take a second. Okay. I don't yeah. care Let's if this thing do goes Jason three wants. hours. Let's just do what Jason wants to do. Jason, whatever you want yeah, to do. Okay? Just... Exactly. I mean, do you, again, I have a silver it's... play button. And <laughs> I, can, I can do you what have I have a silver play button right now. <laughs> yeah, right now. Just next time you come over, don't worry about it. It's going to be guarded. I'm going to put a camera in my shop. All right. So this first one, this might be the one that I read with you. I can't remember, but it was on. I'm not going to read the name. In all fairness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least read. But I am going to read it. I am going to be reading these comments from this point forward. And the voice of what I feel like the person would be saying. (laughs) Do do you know what video it was? Ten tools you should own. Oh, your most popular video. Yeah, it's my most viewed video. Which, let's, let's say you filmed in 2018, right? Yeah, a long time ago. So three years ago, let's just make sure that everybody understands this. This person commented on a three-year-old video. Okay. Let's see what they had to say. All right. Jason, you ready? Take it away. <clears throat> Jason, take it Hold away. Hold on. Can you please say the name of the segment? Everyone hates Jason. 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 <laughs> All right. Okay. This is from uh, 10, tools. <laughs> 10 Tools Every Woodworker Should Own. Mm. This is going to be so hard. (laughs) First 70 seconds, waste of time. Just get on with it. Followed with, let's not waste ant more time. Spelled A-N-T instead of A-N-Y. So he knows, but still does it. (sighs) Stupid. All right. Dear YouTube commenter. First of all, let's let's dissect this comment. Okay. (laughs) Dear YouTube commenter, when viewing a YouTube video, if you look at the very bottom of your screen, there's a solid bar that extends from the left side to the right side. You can, you can select anywhere in this video. So if that first 70 seconds was that detrimental to your day, if that 70 seconds stole from you, then just adjust the slider and get to the content yep. you want to see. Jason puts timelines in all his videos so you can skip through all that stuff. There's no need thanks for, for the hate. thanks for the view. <laughs> All right, so my second and, one. And just so we know, just so everyone knows how the YouTube algorithm works, YouTube doesn't care if you get a like, a dislike, or a comment. It sees it as an engagement. So if you really want to hurt a YouTuber, don't do anything. Don't watch. Don't put. Don't like. Don't dislike. Don't even comment. That's how you well, get thanks. back at us. Thanks, Ben. Now my views are going to go down even lower. <laughs> But All can, right, so can YouTube take never take back, back that take back that silver? Nope, it's mine forever. <laughs> uh, Jason, we recalculated your views, and it would seem that <laughs> hey, I ain't got nothing to do with views as do with subscribers. They may not watch Russian my videos, but I have them. Have pushed up your sub count. Yeah. All right, so here's the second one, and then we'll go ahead and close this out. This one is from a relatively recent video. Tracks, uh, the track saw square comparison, the TSO products, bench dogs, UK woodpeckers and InstaRail square. One of your, one of your best videos so far. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> the, it was done 11 hours ago and it says, hold the products still, <laughs> still all capitalized. I'm dizzy trying to watch the video. Get yourself together. 
The video will be easier to watch and learn about the products. But I have to do this one because I think I read it to you. Um, this is on my how to apply edge banding video. Uh, the first one that I did where I was doing iron on edge banding. Okay. <clears throat> this is stupid waiting 10 minutes just to use a cloth and pass it on to make sure it doesn't lift off because of the heat. And then it's done in less than one minute. Man, I work in a plywood workshop all day, every day. I know what I'm saying. Waiting 10 minutes would make work take a whole month to finish one series of work, LOL. <laughs> By the way, that was one sentence. It sounds, like somebody, it sounds like somebody needs to start their own YouTube channel. And yeah, yeah. I've never Sorry, heard... Mr. Professional. I've never heard someone refer to that as a plywood shop. What's a plywood? I work in a plywood, plywood shop. I work in a plywood shop. Yeah, I totally. I love going to plywood shops. They're great. Oh, my God. Stupid. I hate some, I hate some people. I hope they hey, listen can, to this. Can you, can you go make me a 15-ply plywood, please? Oh, yes, yeah. sir. This is the plywood <laughs> shop. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So... Uh, I will definitely be keeping track uh, throughout the week and I will screenshot all of my best ones and then pick like a couple each week. Uh, but we do need to get one of those like fancy little, you know, I thought it was going to be Jason Reed's comments, but I do like that world hates Jason. Or we, we need to go to the idea. Jason. We'll go to the idea board about it. I like um, it. All right. So go ahead. Do you have something to say? No, just, just to close out, what is, what's one thing that everybody can look forward to in the coming weeks or months? I would say in the coming week, but depending on when this releases, that people can look at your Instagram accounts for or your YouTube accounts for. Um, for me, I'll go ahead and start. I'm going to be uh, starting to post about the uh, end tables that I built a while back. Um, so that's going to be kind of some of the content that I'm pushing. And then here in the very near future, probably in the next few weeks, the plans and the YouTube video and all that stuff will be coming out for that. Sedge? Okay. Sedge, what do you got? Um uh, we'll be building the bench uh, seat uh, or little coffee nook seat that uh, pretty quick. I should start that up. I'm going to be doing a lot more sharpening videos. And uh, a lot of people asking about, cause about my hand planes. Uh, I'll be doing a lot of uh, hand plane videos, uh, teaching Big D basic techniques on hand tools. So that's a lot of content that's coming up. Ben? Right on. Um, I don't know what I've have coming up yet. I, I've been kind of silent on Instagram and YouTube for the last few months, so I don't know. Maybe maybe some uh, Domino stuff. I like to go deep on one thing for a few videos, so I think the hey, Domino yeah. may may be the one that that I do next. So ex cool. expect a a lot of instructional content on the Domino. Multiple videos on the Domino. Very awesome. Cool. Ugh. All right, well, to go ahead and uh, close this out, I'll do it again, even though I started last time and then Ben reminded me of the wonderful segment that we're going to be doing on this podcast. But uh, this is the Green Suitors Podcast um, with me, Sedge, and Ben. Um, we, we do have a Patreon. If you guys want to go support on Patreon, that's fine. You can. We just have one tier, um, and that money just goes back to help, you know, pay for the things we need to do to bring you this podcast. Um, so you can go check us out over there. Uh, you can find myself uh, on my website, benswoodworking.com, or on YouTube at benswoodworking and more, Instagram at benswoodworking. You can find uh, Sedge over at Sedge Tool or at sedgetool.com, correct, Sedge? That is correct. 
Uh, and then also you can follow his uh, channel with Festool, uh, Festool Sedge. And then Ben is Ben Marshall Designs uh, on both Instagram and YouTube. And Ben, please tell everybody about your other channel for those that might be listening that are interested in that kind of content. So for those that have been uh, paying attention to the automotive industry for like the last 10 years, electric vehicles uh, have started to come up more and more. And I started a YouTube channel that specifically uh, looks at how to have fun with an electric motorcycle. So there's um, some more exciting changes coming to that because I just went and test rode a vehicle today, a new oh, motorcycle cool. today. So if you like motorcycles and you're curious about electric motorcycles, go check out my other channel, Adventures on Zero. Way awesome. cool. Well, guys, uh, <laughs> I know that our first attempt at this uh, kind of didn't go all that great. And this will now be our first attempt. For those of you listening, we actually did record another episode and we had a lot of issues. Uh, but this is it. I think that this was a, a home run. I think this was a way to go. So um, we look forward to next week. And every week <laughs> we will every week we will have a, a topic. One of us is going to choose a topic uh, that we discuss. Uh, and at some point we will start reaching out for, for questions and topics. And again, if, if you guys want to follow uh, the Green Suiters podcast over on Instagram, uh, it's at Green Suiters podcast. Go over there and if you can send myself, Ben, Sedge, or the Green Suiters podcast any recommendations for any shows that you guys would like uh, to hear us talk about certain topics. And we would be happy to do so and add it to our list. So other than that, I don't have anything else. If you guys don't have anything else, I think we'll go ahead and call this one. Yep, that's it. Thanks for listening. Later. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.